Hello and welcome to the PMDD podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Adriana Tanto, also known as Fudge. I am super excited to bring more awareness to this subject. So let's get straight into it. Firstly, a disclaimer. I am not a medical health expert. I would like to warn listeners that there will be some sensitive topics surrounding mental health and health procedures. The content here is for informational purposes only. And because everyone is unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. If you have not tuned into the intro podcast, I would highly encourage you to do so as it does give a sound description of what PMDD is. As promised, this very first episode is my personal journey with PMDD, where I do get a bit personal and a little bit vulnerable. Thanks for tuning in. I am currently 37 years old and was diagnosed with PMDD 18 months ago. I think it's important to talk about my periods from when they began straight up. So I was 15 when I first got my period and it didn't come back for another six months. Thereafter, I never had regular periods, but when they did come, they were super, super painful that I would take painkillers and take the first day off when I could. I also suffered really bad acne. I went to the doctors with these symptoms and straight away was put on the pill with no other option. I stayed on the pill for about eight or nine years before reading an article about the side effects, which scared me enough to come straight off it. I still do have really painful periods, which have been linked to endometriosis, which is a completely different condition. From early teenage years, I have suffered from anxiety and depression, where I have been medicated with antidepressants a few times. However, the best way I knew how to self-medicate was through drugs and alcohol. I was either doing both these regularly and a lot or not at all. I do not remember if my period cycles were normal length during this time. I just remember always being in pain and emotional. I never thought there was anything abnormal about this. My mum had really bad period pain. She took medication and days off during her period. So I believed it was something in the genes and it was normal. So I would just carry on. A couple years ago, I was at a peak of drinking daily and finally decided enough was enough and it was time to quit. I have now been alcohol free for over two years and it was the journey in self-discovery that could possibly keep me sober for a long time to come. You see, for some people, including myself, the alcohol free journey in the first few months are great. I had no hangovers, I started exercising, I lost some weight, and all my relationships were all in check. They call this the pink cloud phase, like a honeymoon period, where everything is awesome. Not only this, soon after I stopped drinking, I got an incredible opportunity to 
to contract in the UK for a month. And then afterwards, I was going to travel throughout Europe and the US for four to six weeks. Life was great. And then I came back to Australia and things started to fall apart bit by bit. The first thing to set me into alert mode was this uncontrollable crying for no reason at all. I would get on the public transport, start crying. I would sit at a cafe and a waitress would take my order and I would start crying. I just didn't understand what was going on. I visited my long-term GP and was prescribed antidepressants but never filled the script. This crying suddenly would stop and I would just get back on with it. Then what I like to refer to as doomsday happened. I was in my room one day working on a contract. There was nothing unnecessarily unordinary about this day. But out of nowhere, just like a flick of a switch, I was all of a sudden so angry. It was like this deep, dark, what felt like built up rage that just wanted to unleash itself. I was curled up over a pillow screaming and crying. What the hell was going on? My thoughts were irrational. I had all these negative thoughts running through my head on repeat, shouting out things like, you are not good enough. Who do you think you are? You are worthless. There is no reason for you to be here. I was terrified. Now, I had been meditating for about five years at this point, and I truly believe that if it was not for this practice, on doomsday, I would have ended up in the hospital or worse. On that day, there was another voice I could hear a lot softer that was telling me that none of this was true. You are just going through something bad right now, and it will all end soon. And it did eventually. I have no idea how long this went for. It could have been five minutes or 30 minutes. I really do not know. I was so exhausted after this that I took the rest of the day off. And the next day, I got my period. I was half relieved, but also still a bit confused. As mentioned, I was taking quite heavy medication for my period pain. So once my period ended, I'd totally forgotten about doomsday and once again, carried on with life. Then a couple weeks later, the uncontrollable crying came on and it didn't stop until I got my next period. It went on for at least 10 days. I was also tired, irritable and lost that spark of joy in my day. I was super confused and started grasping at all types of medical health professionals to understand what was going on. Having a history of depression and anxiety would conclude that I was suffering these again. So I was prescribed antidepressants and asked to come back in a month to see if they had helped. Again, I refused to take the medication. I was recommended to an acupuncturist in Melbourne after talking to a nurse about my painful periods. It was about three minutes into my appointment with this acupuncturist that he asked me if I had PMDD. 
I was like, what are you talking about? He proceeded to tell me that PMDD is a mood disorder linked to the menstrual cycle. That if the symptoms I was experiencing were occurring during the second half of my cycle, then I may have PMDD. I was then asked to track my cycles. I felt both relieved and worried with this prognosis. However, finally, I thought I might be on the road to to discovery of what the hell is going on. At this point, the symptoms were at their worst. I was now living with my sister who was cupping the brunt of it all. Now, let me give you a quick insight into my sister. She just happens to be one of the nicest humans on the planet. And no, I am not biased. Mon is the one you can count on in the family, always has a smile on her face and can flip your frown upside down with a song and a dance. But even this awesome human would grind me up the wall for no reason. I would find something ridiculously small to pick a fight with or just become a moody bitch around her. It seriously was not fair on her at all. I remember times of being in complete despair, crying over nothing and knocking on her door with my arms out asking for a hug. She quickly learned that there was never anything wrong at these times. I really just needed a hug. This was around the time when COVID had hit and we had started the Melbourne lockdown. I took this as an opportunity to tackle this condition head on. I made a pact with myself that if I could not treat this without the drugs by the end of the year, I would reconsider medication. I was set on seeing as many specialists and health professionals until I could get on top of this. The most important thing that worked initially, without a doubt, was communication with my inner circle. I feel super blessed with the people I have around me. During this time, I opened up about the PMDD diagnosis and what that time of month meant for me. If I felt the symptoms were getting too much, I would alert my friends that the red tent, aka my period, is coming and I'll be back in touch when I feel normal again. It seemed to be the only way for me to cope. I would also be very mindful of work commitments that I had lined up and move them around so they were minimally affected. I was running my own business, so I did have the flexibility to a degree. Over the coming months, I would see GPs specialising in this area. They all would tell me what the treatments were for someone with my symptoms. First, you start on the pill and or SSRIs, which are antidepressants. If these do not work, then they prescribe hormones to bring on menopause. And then if all else fails, we look into a hysterectomy. I felt completely deflated. I would always start these appointments letting them know that I am looking for the natural options. And when I reminded them at the end, they would ask, but don't you want to be symptom free? Then I decided to stop everything I was taking and just start over again. I had read that practicing mindfulness, eating well, 
and regular exercise help the symptoms. I decided to overhaul each of these areas one by one. At the same time, I started seeing a network chiropractor, which I like to call magic hands. So they're a doctor of the spine, but use energetic superpowers to manipulate without the cracks. I know, right? Magic. After seeing magic hands and keeping up my meditation and breathing exercises, I was beginning to lessen the days that I would feel the symptoms. I was no longer feeling outraged at my sister and I I would feel sad, moody and anxious, but only for seven days or so of the month. This was a huge improvement. Lockdown got the better of me and I moved to the Gold Coast. I was regularly exercising and feeling confident that I was on track. I was highly recommended a naturopath and after various gut health tests, it was revealed I had a plethora of issues, including one of the worst cases of candida that she'd ever seen. Awesome. But the great news is I was forced to clean up my diet and I mean super duper clean. This was the part of my overhaul that I was really nervous about managing. I considered myself a healthy eater at this point. I mean, I get the right nutrients, but I also piled it up with blocks of chocolate and loaves of bread with ridiculous amounts of butter. The candida diet essentially is no alcohol, no sugar, starch or wheat. I know. It sounded super compelling, but I did stick to the diet and the exercise and the meditation, and I even found another magic hands up on the coast. Every month, I was feeling significantly better to the point where magic hands stated that I would not even need drugs for the the pain the next month. I laughed at him, but he was right. The next month, I had no PMDD symptoms and I had no pain during my period. I was cured, so I thought. With this positive overhaul of all areas in my life, I was on a natural high. I was in flow. I had lost the weight I had gained. I had amazing job opportunities and I had just attracted my first boyfriend. I was not only in love, I was loving every aspect of my life. My newfound love was a soulmate connection right from the beginning. It was also new to me being in a relationship and I dived right into the love and beautiful craziness of it all. Whilst diving in, I slowly started skipping meditations and exercise And my super clean diet was becoming less and less clean. I remember it was coming up to my first period in the relationship and it dawned on me that my mood was shifting and I began explaining to my partner what PMDD is in more detail and that this is the time I really need to be alone. It was really hard for him to understand this condition and was always questioning why we couldn't go through this together. I know, right? He really is one of the kindest human beings on the planet. 
I was just so scared that he would have to experience all the evilness of this PMDD condition and that it would ultimately end our relationship. But the irritability and mood shifts were not from my PMDD. I was pregnant. This was the first time I had conceived and as much as we both found it a blessing, we decided to not continue with the pregnancy. Throughout my consultations for the procedure, I did mention many times that I had PMDD, but it was never formulated into the recovery process. I was told that my periods would be irregular for the next three to six months And that was it. No mention of the possibility of what came next. This is where my life turned upside down again. What they do not tell you when you are having this procedure is that not only has your body gone through all the natural hormonal changes, but when you have a termination, your body goes through a whole other bout of hormonal shifts. For someone with PMDD, their brain doesn't cope with the natural rise and fall of estrogen and progesterone in a normal cycle. For someone getting pregnant and having a termination, this is causing havoc in their world. It was over the next three cycles that I just got worse and worse. My first period came five weeks after the procedure. And then the second was six weeks after that. And then the third was normal around 27, 28 days. In the beginning, my work was super busy, which I thought was great at the time, but didn't realize that it was masking the symptoms. And I was tired or moody because I didn't fit that workout in. It was over the next three cycles that I just got worse and worse. My first period was about five weeks after the procedure. Then the second period was six weeks after that. And then the third was a normal 28 days. Around this time, my work was super busy, which I thought was great at the time, but didn't realize that it was masking the PMDD symptoms. I thought that because I was tired or moody, It was because I didn't fit that workout in or I skipped a meditation. It wasn't long until I felt like my PMDD was back to when I first was diagnosed. I was blissful one week and miserable the next. This started to really affect my relationship with my partner. Now, when I reflect on the relationship, he was always very loving and supportive throughout this time. Because of his beautiful nature, he would just cop all the gunfire. And I think that this was what hurt me the most. Watching another one of your loved ones cop complete unnecessary rage and anger when they had done nothing wrong at all. My work started to become affected as well. I was super lucky that I had a business partner that was fully understanding. We mutually decided to take a break to reset after working nonstop the previous six months. 
I realized that the work I was doing was not satisfying me and I wanted to explore other options. All this free time on my hands didn't give me the answers I was looking for. Just like textbook PMDD, for two weeks of the month, I was high on life and the next two, I felt like each day the walls were closing in on me and I couldn't breathe. And it all happens like a switch. One minute, everything's great, then boom, you hate the world. My partner would comment that my eyes would change, that there was some sort of physical shift to the outside world that I wasn't aware of. But it all became too much. In my head, the most logical thing to do at this point was to end the relationship. I had already ended my business, so it seemed like the right thing to do. I just had it playing over and over in my head that I just didn't want to cause anyone any more harm. And I just wanted to be alone. This was really, really hard because my partner had done absolutely nothing wrong and my decision hurt us both a lot. PMDD has rocked my world, not in the best way, and it has put a strain on my mental health and the people I love the most. Since then, I have continued the path of self-discovery to keep understanding what works best for me And I'm excited to say that my last cycle, I was symptom free, apart from a little cry the night before. But I'm going to take that as a huge, huge win. What works for me may not work for everyone else. I still have a long way to go to being completely symptom free, but determined to stay on the mission to get there. I want to mention again that PMDD is different for everyone. The natural way I have chosen may not be suitable for someone else. We all have the right to be given all the options and choose for ourselves which path to take. I certainly do not judge anyone's choice and honour it wholeheartedly. I do believe that this condition has come into my life to present some life lessons without going too woo-woo into it. It has taught me to make my health a priority and to slow down and to become aware of the present moment. The biggest thing I have battled with throughout the PMDD journey is trying to explain it to others. It can feel so lonely on this path, especially when others have no idea what PMDD is or how it affects you mentally and physically. I hope that sharing my story gives some clarity into my world up until now and why I felt the need to start a podcast on PMDD. To the beautiful women that are listening in that are still struggling with PMDD, you are not alone. There is great help out there and I do hope to share these in upcoming episodes. For those that may suspect they have PMDD, please see your GP and also check out the iapmd.org website for more information. I'll pop it into the show notes. If you are thriving with PMDD, 
first of all, high five. And if you would like to come on and share your story, please email me at the PMDD podcast at gmail.com. I have some amazing guests lined up to share wisdom around PMDD. I am looking to post these in upcoming weeks. Stay up to date by hitting that subscribe or follow button. And lastly, my ultimate mission with this podcast is to raise awareness about PMDD. So if you know someone that may benefit from hearing this, then please do share with them or be bold and beautiful and share across your social media. Much love and thank you for tuning in. Look forward to chatting with you soon.